This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success, with your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter. You really have to use a bludgeon to hit people over the head. Uh, and make sure they know what you're doing and that you're out there and ready to help them. Mark Lewis is one of the top attorneys in California whose San Francisco-based firm is hired by Fortune 100s to resolve a wide variety of complex, high-stakes business disputes. Even more interestingly, in addition to his complex commercial litigation practice, he's a passionate advocate for victims of sexual abuse and has created a spin-off brand that can be found at the highly descriptive URL sexualabuselawfirm.com. That brand spin-off has a very distinct, a very emotional, and a very convincing tone of voice. Today I chat with Mark about his two brands and how he tackles them from a branding and marketing perspective. Here's our conversation. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks for having me, Fabian. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm glad you could uh, make it. You're a civil trial lawyer and have been ranked as one of the top 100 attorneys in California. Um, several members of the Fortune 100, I read on your site, hire you to resolve a wide variety of complex, high-stakes business disputes. Um, in fact, there's, there's one Fortune 100 tech client that has hired you to resolve over 200 separate matters, which is rather impressive. Um, for the past eight years, you have been running Louis and Luelle in, um, in San Francisco. It's a San Francisco-based law firm. Um, and interestingly enough, a few episodes ago on episode 14, I featured another lawyer with his firm on the show. Um, he's a young entrepreneur. He runs a law office in San Diego um, that he built into a brand that really totally goes against the grain. So his firm's brand is built on boldness in an industry that um, is pretty much known for sameness, right, and blandness. And, and the firm calls their client portal lawyer's shit, which I kid you not, is completely crazy. It's hilarious and quite amazing yeah. at, the, at the same time, right? But he took a very bold, mo bold move, um, and he can do this since it's a very young firm that caters mainly to creatives. Um, and he would likely never be hired for litigations given given his branding right so um there there's a there's yeah. a positive and a negative um but it's literally on the opposite spectrum of where Louis and Luel would come in and that's why I love having you here and I know that branding is very important to you um we had the opportunity to, to chat when you and I met in person a few months ago and Branding clearly shows, um, you know, on, on your on your firm's representation online that it is important to you. What role does branding play in in your area of practice, or for you personally, as you've been been growing your brand? It's a good question, and yet we can't really get away with the uh, the this type of uh, branding that you mentioned before. That's not that's not our brand, and totally. our brand is uh, our our core brand at Lewis and Llewellyn is uh, sophisticated, high-stakes uh, trial counsel for um, you know, key business disputes. And our brand is, is critical to our success because it's how we stand out amongst a very crowded field of attorneys that provide that same service. 
And so really what we, what, what our core brand is with, with our business litigation is, you know, offering the same type of aggressive, uh, talented, uh, zealous advocacy that you'd find at, you know, really the leading law firms of the world, um, just on a smaller scale, you know, which allows us to be more responsive and more nimble and uh, usually almost always delivering it at, at a lower price point. And so, you know, th those are really the, the key parts of our brand and it, it's critical to, to get that across. And I'm sure it's built on a lot of personal trust, right? And, and, and that to me is something that I always find fascinating because law firms um, traditionally and, and also with your firm uh, very often use uh, the name of, of the partners, uh, the, the founders of the firm. And there, there's this fine line between personal brand and, and yet the actual you know, firm as a brand. How, how, do you, how do you walk that line or how, how do you encompass that on your, on your daily daily. Um, journey with your clients, you versus the firm. Yeah, there, yeah there's, no, there's no distinction. It, it, it is one and the same. You're absolutely right. Uh, and I, I think it's the reason why most law firms bear the names of their founders. And it's especially salient for us because Paul Llewellyn and I are the faces of the firm and we are the brand and we are the, the, the lawyers here leading the charge at the firm. And so we really believe, and this is from, you know, Paul and I all the way down the chain, that the, the, the brand of our firm is really the identities of our individual lawyers and, and, and our entire team, in fact. And you'll see, you know, if you visit our, our main website, you'll see each and every one of our 14 people, you know, with a full description of who they are and what role they play on our team. Um, because we're proud to stand behind our brand of, of our incredibly talented team. That's one of the ways that Paul and I have been so fortunate over the years is to have just a, a, a terrific team of people. Um, and it, and it's, it's, that's what we're selling is our team. And, and so we really think it's important from a branding perspective and a marketing perspective to put those people out in front. And right in the center of the, the bullseye to show, you know, potential clients and, you know, even occasionally opposing counsel um, who we are and why uh, they should either hire us or, or be afraid of us. And obviously, your personal values um, of, of the two of, of you and you and your partner in the firm very much design the core values of the firm. I'm sure, and and, and during the hiring process, um, who really fits into the firm, it all must must come come back down to um, you know your own very strong personal values of what you believe is is right and is is, is wrong and what you want to fight for. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, a, a bit more detail on us is that when Paul and I founded the firm a little over eight years ago, it was just the two of us to begin with. And, you know, you mentioned how important personal identity is. Well, the first four or five people that we hired at the firm were individuals that we had previously known. And we were very, very close with um, pre-existing the firm's inception. And so precisely because of that, we decided that we absolutely wanted to, uh, you know, promote 
our our brand as a brand of individual lawyers and um, and and what we have to offer in general. And because of that, you know, we are very involved and monitor closely what our brand looks like and, and how we can how we can manage that. And because it's it's difficult, right? Because we both want to hit a mark of you know being um, you know a top notch civil litigation boutique. And that has certain hallmarks to it. You you have to be traditional in some respect. You know, everybody on the website is wearing a suit, yep. um, and there are certain things that people expect to see when they see a law firm website. But part of our brand is that we're trying to do something different, which is be a, a more uh, nimble firm, a leaner firm, trying to be more strategic. Um, and, and offering just a, a slightly different model than what the big firms offer. So that's what we try to really reflect with our core brand, which is you know a little bit of the same and then a little bit different and giving clients the trust um, that you know we we offer a product that's 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 worth purchasing. Well, and, and talking about personal values and also talking about how how you are you are different. Um, in addition to your uh, fairly complex commercial litigation practice, you are a passionate advocate for victims of sexual abuse, and you have created a spin-off brand that can be found at the highly descriptive URL sexualabuselawfirm.com. Now, that brand spin-off, um, so to speak, has a very distinct, a very emotional, a very convincing tone of voice. And just to quote from the site, which I have in front of me, it says, as parents of young children, we find the statistics regarding the prevalence of sexual abuse to be profoundly upsetting. As lawyers, we are compelled to devote our professional expertise and resources to ending the epidemic of senseless abuse. We seek to effect real change in the lives of those impacted by abuse, as well as society as a whole, by strategically bringing lawsuits that shine a spotlight on the individuals and entities that condone, cover up, or turn a blind eye to sexual abuse." Now, this is well-crafted, very consumer-facing, um, very emotional brand voice, and, and also designed throughout the entire um, site. It must have been a very different journey from, from when you created the law practice uh, brand. H how was that process like? Yeah, and I th that's a great question. And before I get to the the branding question, just a bit of a backstory on Please, that. Please, yeah, you know, we, yeah, we so we opened the firm, like I said, about eight years ago. Both of us, Paul and I, having a very extensive background in complex civil litigation, mostly for businesses, occasionally, you know, you know, high net worth individuals, and so we opened the firm. It was a smashing success from the beginning, and we were far busier than we could have hoped for, um, even in our first couple of years. During that, you know, sort of startup phase, we were also approached by a potential client um, who was very close to the firm on a personal level. She had been the victim of a horrific pattern of sexual abuse uh, when she had been a middle school and then high school student uh, here in the Bay Area. She came to us to help her find a lawyer to help her uh, pursue a claim against the school district that failed her uh, so tragically. Uh, we looked high and low for a law firm to take her case. We approached the best plaintiffs, personal injury firms in the country, and none of them wanted to help her. They were all 
worried that the claims were too old, that too much time had passed, that the statute of limitations had run. But in understanding her story, we thought, you know, this woman deserves our help. And there's nothing better that we can do with our talent and our degrees than to help her fight for justice. So we brought her on as a client. We filed a lawsuit uh, in Contra Costa County in here in the Bay Area, and it was a groundbreaking lawsuit. The uh, school district claimed that, yes, the statute of limitations had run, but we defeated that argument by saying that she only became on notice of the claim during the course of a very recent police investigation, which revealed the negligence of the school district. The case then settled, um, and it was at the time, you know, the highest uh, award for, for a case of its type in California. And so that spawned publicity. And we were uh, approached by several individuals in similar situations. And we decided as a firm that we could do both. Most uh, commercial civil litigators would say, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane and we decided, you know what, we're going to start something new. We've already started one new thing, but that doesn't mean we can't start two new things. So we decided to continue working on these cases. We take only, we're very selective about the cases that we take. And we are, our, our paramount goal is to help people that need our help. And we, we know what we've learned over the years, if we, to circle back to the branding point, is that the target demographic or the target market for our sexual abuse practice is totally different from the target market for our core business practice. Mm -hmm. For example, our core business practice, usually we're getting referrals from other civil litigators or in-house counsel, folks that have lived with litigation for their lives. They know the ins and outs of litigation. On the other hand, um, our sexual abuse target demographic are just people. And it's, it's victims, it's vic uh, families' victims, um, and it's much more of a lay person audience. And a lot of times these individuals are encountering the tragedy of sexual abuse for the first time. So we found it very important to put front and center on our abuse website, what is the process? When can we help? What are some resources? How, how, can we, how can we help you cope with this, even if you don't ever even hire us, right? So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's an initial touch point for people who are very often <clears throat> in, in the worst thing they'll ever encounter in their entire lives. And what we want is to put our potential abuse clients in a position where they feel comfortable talking to us about this, that they know that... If they, if they tell us what happened to them, which is an incredibly difficult process to go through, that we'll listen and that we can help them uh, get to a place that they, that they need to get to. And the way the way that you you basically educate your audience that it's it's you know it's never too late and you know here 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 are the ways that we've done it in the past. Um, I, I think that 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 hope that you provide them with um, in in that educational um, experience on your site um, that is something that, that that they really need at this point because they haven't they haven't they haven't really 
heard anything like that in the past, most probably, because they didn't even know that they could still speak up. Because a lot of a lot of the cases that I read on your site, not all of them, but but some of them are obviously from from the past, right? I mean, this is like 10 years ago, 20 years ago plus. Yes, that's our, our, our core specialty for our abuse practice is cases in which a significant amount of time has passed. That's the that's the um, the niche we've really carved out, and it, it's one in which we feel incredibly passionate about because we know from our work on these cases, just like you said, how difficult it is for a victim to have hope, how difficult it is for a victim to know that he or she can have a voice, and that's again what we are trying to in encompass in the in the website there and in, in the brand is that to say look we'll help you we'll be your voice you know you can come talk to us and we will we'll make sure that you have a voice and that's you know if you read anything in the literature about you know some of the systemic problems stemming from uh, abuse it is precisely what you said is that they don't have hope they don't have a voice they're worried that nobody will believe them they're worried that nobody's going to listen to them because so much time has passed. They're worried that they're going to get blamed for what happened to them. You know, you you name the 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 effect of abuse, and I can guarantee you that we've encountered that. And again, that's something that we try to convey through our materials, which is we've we've done this. We know how to help you, and we know how to talk to you because that's something that we had to learn, and it's a different skill than you know knowing how to talk to the head of litigation at a fortune 100 firm who like i said has probably practiced at the apex of civil litigation mm. for three or four decades and so to to be able to communicate differently to either of those audiences is something that we have really tried to master and we tried it in the, and the starting point of both of those conversations are the two different uh, brands. Well, and, and that begs the, begs the question, though, with, with keeping these two brands separated, clearly, um, but you also align them, right? I mean, they call out on both sides that educate the audience of the synergy between the two practices. How, how does that secondary brand, the sexual assault law firm we just, we just talked about, how does that affect relations with new and current clients from the main firm? I am sure that there is, in my eyes, I hope to be um, a, a, positive, a positive effect on, on, on the way that they see your main brand. Yeah, I would say that that has been the biggest uh, struggle that we've dealt with in terms of a brand identity. We, we wondered initially, and this is going back about six years, how do we tell or, or communicate to our business clients that we also do the sexual abuse work? Because a, you, you would imagine that a lot of business clients would be slightly put off by the abuse work, not because they have a problem with the cause. I think everybody can get behind the cause, but in the sense that they, you, you only want a heart surgeon when you go in for heart surgery. Mm -hmm. You don't want somebody who also, you know, may do some ears, nose and throat, you know, <laughs> even though it's uh, slightly related. So we frankly had numerous heart to heart conversations with some of our most trusted business clients. And we talked to them about what we intended to do. And the, the support for it was overwhelming. 
And, and I think it's for a few reasons. One is, like I said, um, it's, it's a cause everybody can get behind, um, which, is, which is fairly non-controversial. Um, but then two, it's, you know, we, we are different. And there is a recognition that we're not like every single firm on Wall Street or, or in the Valley or, or what have you. And then third, this isn't really a branding issue, but our business clients like that in our abuse practices, we're able to um, get many more opportunities for some of our younger lawyers to do new and interesting and different work that may not exist in the business litigation context without going too deep into the rabbit hole of, of litigation. Um, there's a different dynamic in the abuse cases where a lot more of them have more depositions, more court appearances. They may be more likely to go to trial um, for a number of different reasons. So the abuse practice helps our lawyers keep their pencils very sharp in a way that is unique uh, to that uh, industry or that vertical. And it doesn't necessarily exist on the business side. And our business clients like that we uh, play sort of on both sides of the field, both the plaintiff side and the defendant side, because it really helps us keep, like I said, our, our skills and our pencil sharp um, when it comes time to litigate. Makes perfect sense. And, and I'm, I'm almost certain that it positively affects your company culture at all uh, as well, right? I mean, does it, does it perhaps even help recruit new hires when they learn about that side of the company? Yes, absolutely. It's something we, we talk about from the very first interview we have with any potential lawyer or any potential staff member that joins our team. Um, we have to make sure that our clients feel comfortable uh, with this type of work in a way, you know, we wouldn't want, for example, to, you know, inadvertently hire someone who has been so closely touched by this issue that it would be a trigger for them to work in our environment. Right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So that's, that's, we, we get that out front and center and it is, it's, 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 it's wonderful for the co company culture because um, it, everybody is passionate about it. Um, like I said, it says on the website, um, most of us are parents of young children. Um, and, you know, it, we get our family, our firm family together, you know, multiple times per year. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it is absolutely something that we, we can all agree on and we can all put our backs into. I think I think it's interesting that uh, before when we were going into one of the biggest brand pain points that that you had um, in the last eight years really was figuring out from a brand architecture point of view how do you divide these two these two brands or do you not and what is the synergy um, and you actually came to a conclusion to 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 create this this synergy yet have them separated by talking to your client. So you literally, you, you, you just interviewed them and said, look, here's something that we're thinking of doing. How do you feel about that, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't an, it, the internal discussion only got you that far and then you actually reached out uh, to, to, to your clients to get, to get the answer for your pain, pain point. Yeah, and, and as far as that goes, since then, the, the, the response from the business clients has been even more positive mm. as we've gotten more accolades and more press coverage for the work we've done on behalf of victims. We'll now get approached um, by business clients, you kind of leading with, oh, congratulations on this verdict or 
uh, we we read about your one of your wins in in this other space, and you know we really are proud of you, and we're proud to be affiliated with you. Um, another, if you put the shoe on the other foot, um, what do we talk about with our uh, abuse clients about our business practice? Um, you know, that's a, a separate question because a lot of our abuse clients, if they're talking to several lawyers in the in the interview phase, um, many of the other firms that offer the service only uh, represent victims, right? They may only do sexual abuse cases. They may only do personal injury cases. And so part of our brand on the abuse side is to say, we've carved out a specific niche of winning in very difficult uh, abuse cases where there's some hurdle to overcome, like the statute of limitations, if a lot of time has passed. Um, and we've, we're all extremely well-trained and highly educated business lawyers that have developed this additional expertise. And what we'll bring to you is a level of sophistication in lawyering that you won't find at, you know, kind of the more classic uh, uh, plaintiff's firm that has a different, you know, they rely typically more on volume. They bring in a lot of cases, try to settle them quickly. This is, of course, a stereotype um, or a generalization. But that's, that's how we try to stand out, that we have, you know, a niche product that we uh, market just to a specific type of victim. And we, you know, really focus on that as our core on, on the abuse side. And I think it's so interesting when you first think about it, you, you, you immediately think, oh, my God, these are, two, these are so separate. This will be a conflict. And the more you actually practice it and the more you let these two brands you know, work together, the more you realize that, 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 it, that it, really, it really works well together and it actually benefits each other. And, and I, I love those stories when, when people do something that is, that is very different uh, that other people would be afraid to do. And then they learn that, that you know, it, actually, it actually is. Is, um, is a very very beneficial brand move uh, to do that, and I'm sure that, uh, like you said, you know, um, uh, on on the one on the one side you you deal with large corporations like Oracle, Yelp, Tesla, and then you deal you deal you know with with sexual abuse uh, victims who. On the flip side, love the fact that you can work in this Fortune 100 space, and if you can do that, of course you can help them, right? Um, it's uh, it's really it's really great how this how this all came about. Now back to um, back to focusing on Louis and, and Lueln. Um, what is what is a word that can describe your brand? So if you think about if you think about all, all the all the law firms, and then you think about your particular brand essence, like like how would you describe the brand essence in in one or two words? That's such a difficult question. Always asking a lawyer to do something <laughs> in one or two words is a, is, a, is a really challenging <laughs> task. I, I would really say trust. And I, I really think because it, it, it kind of operates both directions. Uh, over the, you know my career, I've really come to the realization that the foundation of a, a, a good attorney-client relationship is, is trust, and it really does go both ways. And so I want to make sure that I can be a, you know shown and displayed as a trustworthy person um, in in the very first communication. Um, and that similarly, um, the rest of my team can make that same impact from the, m the moment of first impression. 
And to, to communicate that first and foremost, then I want to make it very clear to the client that it's a trust is a two way street and that, you know, I've got to be in a position where I can trust my client as well. And so I think that's really where we start and it is hopefully where we finish. That's a really, really important point, the, the two-way street that most people don't think about when they think about uh, a law firm brand. But uh, trust going both ways is, uh, is, is, is crucial for any litigation to, to work in favor. Um, now, look, we talked for we we took we talked for a little bit about about two very different brands that you build. One is more of a brand than the other, right? One is more of a practice; the other one is is is, is turning into its 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 own its own consumer facing um, brand. Um, you've been at this for um, for for eight years. Um, I, I think I think you you started as an intern um, in in the White House. Is that correct? I saw it on your LinkedIn. Yes, I uh, after college I went straight to DC and was uh, an intern in the speechwriting office for President Clinton. Um, ended up staying on there as a staffer and was all set to go to join the Gore administration. And then uh, Florida happened; things, huh. uh, life got in the way, and, uh, and 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 the law came came calling. Uh, but yeah, that was absolutely my first my first career. My first passion really was. Uh, was working as a speechwriter in the Clinton White House. That's that's amazing, and I'm sure some of that uh, speechwriting uh, talent uh, now is being infused into your into your brand copy. But from you know from from back then when you were at, at the White House to to today, um, having built these two these two brands. What are what are some what are some pieces of brand advice? Um, maybe as it even you know surrounds the idea of, of 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 building trust with a brand, or you know any 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 brand advice that you have for founders. Um, and I know you work with a lot of um, you know tech startups as well. Um, any any thoughts? Any 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 you know last last um, pieces of advice that you can share based on your based on your impressive journey? Thank you. I appreciate the the, the compliment. Um, I think our the key to our success has just been trying to be everywhere all at once. And you know, we the key to our success, um, I think, from a branding perspective, has been to really be top of mind um, when a client needs our help. And it doesn't matter whether that's a, a, a high stakes business dispute or or a, or a sexual abuse case. Um, you really have to use a bludgeon to hit people over the head uh, and make sure they know what you're doing and that you're out there and ready to help them. Um, you know, it's, I, you know, you have a lot of people on that are, that, that the service they're offering is, is, is a product, right? We're a service provider. And so we need to be top of mind for any potential client when uh, at the very moment when the, the the issue arises for them. And so our uh, our branding philosophy is to have a very clear brand for both the abuse practice and the business practice. And then to try to get that brand out in front of as many eyeballs as we can um, so that we're top of mind when when something comes up. 
And you know, I mean, t- being top of mind and, and and having clarity in your in your offering, um, it is actually very similar to um, consumer products um, as well as well as service uh, offerings because that is what it's all about. People need to need to know that they can find you, how they can find you, and what you what you stand for, what you're all about. May it be an organization or may it be um, a non-fat uh, yogurt. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's yeah. really, it's 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 a very similar it's a very similar path, um, and I even think. Think that with B two B services um, as, as you provide them, um, it, it, there is there is a lot that one can actually um, borrow from uh, from how consumer how consumer products advertise uh, and brand themselves. Well, and that's precisely. I mean, you and I met at the at the NPR event for how I built this, and that's that's you're precisely right, and and that's why I got so much out of that as a founder and an entrepreneur is to really learn the lesson that. The, the, the principles of marketing and, and we call it in the law, we call it business development, right? That's, that's yeah. what we, we really talk about. And um, the, the, the main principles are really the same. And, and it's, it's, it's super, super helpful to hear the stories of everybody's struggles as they try to, you know, succeed on this road of entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, that's just something that we, we, we continue to hammer on every day. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And as as you know, we we have many entrepreneurs and many founders who who listen to this podcast as well. And uh, for those who are interested in finding out more about your firm or um, about the sexual assault uh, law firm practice, which, by the way, I would invite everyone to to find out more about because it is just um, it is it is it is a, it is a story um, well told, um, and it is a it is a very inviting and well designed site. Um, where they can where can they find uh, both of your uh, practices? Yeah, the so the the firm name is Lewis and Llewellyn. That's there's a lot of L's. So yes, please spell that. <laughs> yeah, it's Lewis L E W I S Llewellyn L L E W E L L Y N, um, or you just Google Lewis Llewellyn Attorneys and you'll you'll find us there. Um, and then our abuse website is sexualabuselawfirm.com. Um, and either of those cross link to each other, as you mentioned, but yeah, it's Mark Lewis, M-A-R-C-L-E-W-I-S. And that's, uh, usually if you do a little Googling, it, we're told that we can be found quite easily, um, especially now. So, um, thank you for, for asking. And, and that's, that's how you find us. Oh, absolutely. And that was a, a good strategy with the very um, descriptive domain name uh, for search engine optimization as well. Um, it seems to it seems to work for you, which is which is really, really great. Um, thank you. <laughs> Th- thank you, thank you, Mark, uh, for having been on the show. I know when we met, um, you were uh, you were a, a law firm in midst of um, tech companies and consumer product uh, entrepreneurs, and uh, you you stood out uh, in a very in a very great way. And uh, when we started talking about your own brand architecture, you know hurdles and what you went through, and uh, especially um, with your sexual assault law pra- firm practice, um, I knew I had to have you on, and I'm I'm so glad I did. Um, it was a really uh, nice conversation. Thank you for taking the time out of your business busy day um, and for being on the show. Thank you, Fabian. I really enjoyed meeting you uh, back in San Francisco and I look forward to keeping tabs on you as you continue to succeed. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was Mark Lewis, a highly successful lawyer and caring human being. Another inspirational guest who took time out of his busy schedule to record an episode of Hitting the Mark with me, which I am thrilled to bring to you every 14 days. 
you can become a member of the Hitting the Mark Circle and show your support for this show via patreon.com slash hitting the mark. The Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.